0: Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. Yo, this is Maddie Ray, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Yo, what's up, guys? This is Tristan Fisher. Um, I'm starting a new podcast called the Lombardi Season Podcast. I want to thank MTMV Podcast Network for giving me this opportunity um it, this podcast is going to be about the Green Bay Packers. I'm a lifelong fan, die hard. Uh I work 50 to 60 hour work weeks every week and I probably spend more time talking and researching Packers, you know. That's all I do. So uh let's go ahead and get started here. Uh first I want to talk about the Chargers game on Sunday and I just want to say start by saying we were absolutely dominated. We from the very beginning to the very end, it was a domination by the Chargers. Our offensive line had its first terrible game of the season. Uh, first of all, our first drive, we couldn't get out of the way of ourselves with penalties. Penalties were happening in, in a stadium that probably more Packers fans were in, even though it was a home game for the Chargers. They held about 30,000 there, and there was probably, I'd say, at least seventeen to 20,000 Packers fans. So we, I don't know why we couldn't get out of our own way there, but we couldn't get out of our own way with penalties the whole time. Our offensive line has been pretty great all season. We went up against some really good pass rushers all all year. And then Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa come in and just make it. It was embarrassing, really. Um, one thing I will say is Melvin Ingram has been out for uh, three games this season, I think, with a hamstring in, injury. So he coming back, maybe the Chargers are going to get it back on a the roll. They're actually a lot better team than people give them credit for, I think, that Packers fans came in looking at them, seeing that they were three and five, and thinking that it would be a super easy game. And that's not the case at all. They're a very good team. They were twelve and four last year. They uh, have had some serious injuries this year that have put them behind. I think every every game they've lost has been a one-score game, if not that close. It was very close game. So they're they're a very good team, and honestly, I could see this game being the game that they turn it around. So I wouldn't be too worried about saying, "Oh, we lost to a three and five team." That I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. As for the Packers side of it, I wouldn't overreact too much because, yes, it was a terrible loss. It did expose a lot of our flaws on defense, but we've been getting exposed weekly on defense, and I really think that Petten needs to get back to the drawing board and start drawing stuff up and fixing some things because our defense has been giving up more big plays than any team in the NFL I think it's at 13 big plays, which means 40 yards or more this season. That's more than any team in the NFL, and it just seems like every week they just keep stacking up and keep stacking up. Um, the Chargers were a desperate team on Sunday. They came in at 3-5 and five knowing that if they dropped another one, it would be really hard to turn the season around. With Mahomes out for the Chiefs, they knew they had a chance to take some to make some ground up in the division. So they came in, they were playing desperate, And you could tell from the very beginning. They came out, and they had an eight-and-a-half-minute drive to start the game. So they kept our offense sitting on the sideline for eight minutes, and it's hard to get it going. Then when our offense gets on the field, the, the penalties were backing us up. We couldn't get out of our own way. It was terrible. Ingram and Bosa were coming from the beginning. They were dominating. And because they were staying on the field so long on their drives, being eight and a half minutes and getting us off on a three and out, our defense was immediately from the beginning of the game, it, they were on the field the whole time. And it was really, it, that really hurt your defense because now they're tired. They're playing the majority of the game. Chargers dominated time of possession. So I'm not really making any excuses here. The defense has to play better and not give up that many big plays. But at the same time, there, the offense has to play some complementary football here and try to make it to where our defense actually gets rest on the sideline instead of going three and out every possession. So, I I wouldn't I wouldn't completely overreact to the defense. We've had some takeaways. The troubling part is we had eight takeaways in the first three games and only six in our last six. That math might be a little off, but it's it's about right. We have about we have fourteen turnovers. And uh, the turnovers have started to slow down as the weeks have gone. So Petten needs to he needs to clean some of that up yardage wise because we can't depend on giving up four or five hundred yards of offense and just expecting to get a bunch of turnovers. Because when the turnovers don't come, we're getting beat, as we saw Sunday. Um, as far as Devontae coming back, Devontae came back. He had four catches for forty one. He had seven catches for forty one yards. Um. He, the seven catches were great, but the 41 yards, Alan Lazard had three catches for 47 himself, I think, or 44, something like that. And So Lazard was open, clearly, the whole time. And I have saw a lot of Packers fans saying that Rodgers was forcing the ball to Devontae. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think that he was trying to get Devontae involved. He was trying to get him in. But I do not think that he was directly forcing the ball to Devontae. What I think was happening was because of how bad the O line was playing, we weren't getting much much uh space to be open none of our receivers were getting open because there was no time to get open they were playing press man coverage on us some of the game and i mean w- the only thing when Devonte can beat his guy one-on-one rogers is going to go there the others aren't going to be able to beat him in one or two seconds though i know there were at least three plays where rogers he snapped the ball saw Devonte, and threw it be- before ingram and bosa could get there So I think that's really what hurt our offense a lot was because we couldn't get the D-line blocked and Rodgers was having to force some things. And yeah, he missed some throws. Rodgers missed some throws Sunday. But I wouldn't completely blame that on Rodgers. Rodgers was, he was under duress the entire game. So um, as far as Devontae, he looked pretty good. He had had 11 targets, seven catches. He had one big drop towards the end on third and two. And uh, he should have caught the ball, but... I I expect those things to happen whenever a receiver has been out for four games. He you know, he's going to be a little rusty. For the most part, he caught most passes that came his way that weren't bad throws. So, as far as Devontae coming back, I think that we'll get we'll get back on it. We have another week right here to get him going back in the offense. And a lot of people have brought up that we're 3 and 2 with Devontae and 4 and 0 without him. And Colin I, saw, I know most of Packers Twitter saw where that that girl was calling for Devontae to be traded before the trade deadline. I know we all took that as a joke because that that is the that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. This offense is not worse with the Devontae Adams. What happened was we came in with the new coach at the beginning of the season and we had to get something we we had to try to get something going and we were throwing the ball to Devontae. It was a new offense. None of our players have played in this offense. LaFleur has never played with any of these players And we're getting things going. Right about the time Devontae goes out, I mean he had ten catches, 180 yards when he went out in that Eagles game. He was balling, we were balling. I think we win the Eagles game if he stays in the game. But so you already saw the offense getting better. It was getting better every week. We were scoring more points every week. And then he goes out. We continued to get better. We went on the four game winning streak. We dominated the Cowboys. We dominated the Raiders. We got we had some plays go our way against the Lions and uh, we got the big win in Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Now, this week, I don't think it's Devontae came back, so the offense is still again. I don't think it's that. I think it all starts with the offensive line, and the offensive line has to be better to get us going. Um, The good thing about Sunday was every other team in the NFC North lost. The Vikings lost to the Chiefs, who Vikings fans were making fun of us for only beating the Chiefs by seven. But I find that hilarious that, they they didn't beat the Matt Moore Chiefs that were so bad that the Packers barely beat. But uh, uh, the Lions lost and the Bears lost, which is expected. I don't expect the Bears or the Lions to even be competitive in the North anymore. The Bears have no offense whatsoever. I think Trubisky had nine yards passing after the first quarter and less than 40 at halftime. So, and th- this has been a weekly thing for the Bears. The Bears are... They need to figure out that offense because the defense is so good, and their offense can, cannot do anything. Nagy's play calling has, has been bad lately. Trubisky, we all know, has not been good lately. So I'm I'm not really worried about the Bears. The Lions were talking a lot of junk to us after we beat them. Uh, they were saying that the refs beat them for us and things like that. Well. They just got beat by seven by a team we blew out. And I'm not one of those people who looks at it like every week is different in the NFL. So I'm not saying the Raiders, because we beat them, the Raiders should get beat by it. No, I'm not saying it's like that. But, I mean, you know, we, we blew out the Raiders, and they they just lost to the Raiders by seven. So, uh, yeah, the Lions, the Lions aren't – they're they're trading away their whole team anyway. This They are not even going to be considered. Right now it's us and the Vikings. The Vikings lost to the Chiefs. And the Vikings sit a game, game and a half back. I think we're we're seven and two. They're six and three, so we are we're ahead. And we've got the Panthers coming up. Then we've got a bye week. So that's where that's what it's looking like right now. Um, I I also saw a lot of uh, Packers fans worried about the defense against the Chiefs. That's another thing I want to bring up. The defense against the Chiefs. Um, I want to say that. A lot of people were talking about Pettin's game plan and how uh, they thought that Pettin could have game planned better for the Chiefs. And the whole time I was watching, yeah, we were giving up some yards to Matt Moore and we were giving up some yards on the ground. But the whole time I was watching, I thought that Mike Pettin had a great game plan because we had two safeties back. And we weren't allowing big plays. We told them, you can have anything in front of you. Anything in front of our defense you can have, and we'll make the tackle. We're not giving up any big plays. And I saw a lot of Packers' Twitter did not like that. They thought that we should play play it man coverage, man on man, and stop your man, and that's how we should play. And if you watch the Vikings and Chiefs, you know that that's why we didn't do that. The Chiefs had more big plays against the Vikings than they did against us. It was very clear. They had a 91-yard touchdown run by Damian Williams. They had the 40-yarder to Tyreek Hill for a touchdown. They had two more big plays to Tyreek Hill. So our defense did not give up that many big plays. We had the one where we missed the tackle against McCole Hardman. But other than that, we weren't giving up the big plays the Vikings were. So I applaud Pettin for his defensive game plan because I'm not much of a bend, don't break guy. I don't like that. But in a way, we told him, we said, you can have anything in front of us, in front of the defense, but we're not going to give you the big plays. And we didn't give him the big plays. And other than the missed tackle on McCole Hardman, we wouldn't have given up any big plays, really. So I... The, there was obviously the blown coverage where travis kelsey caught the wide open touchdown but i that was just a bonehead play on our defense not anything to do with petting scheme that was just a blown call so um yeah heading in heading out of uh that the game against the chiefs i think that's still a big win my homes are not uh the defense played well enough to put us in a position to win so um yeah, uh, it's great It's great that they beat the Vikings because that puts the Vikings behind another game, and especially since we lost to the Chargers, they, it really helps us to where the Vikings don't tie us for the lead in the division. So, uh, yeah. So, looking ahead to the rest of the season, uh, next week we've got a home game versus the Panthers. Um, the Panthers are looking really strong with Kyle Allen right now. Their defense is really strong. Christian McCaffrey has been ungodly this season he has been on another level he he is definitely in the m v p running and that scares the crap out of me because we have been getting dominated by running backs so far this year our run defense hasn't been very good defending the running back out of the backfield hasn't been very good this year and christian McCaffrey's the best in the league at everything right now so um I am scared to death of christian McCaffrey I'm hoping that Pettin has a game plan for it um Honestly, if we literally just put Jire or Darnell Savage or Amos, whoever, on McCaffrey and literally follow him everywhere around the field, I would not be mad because I would rather Kyle Allen be forced to throw throw the ball 30, 35 times on us than Christian McCaffrey be touching the ball every play. Um, I really hope that's what Pettin's plan is for McCaffrey because – Oh, man, I'm scared of him eating us up. Uh, I do not expect the offense to struggle like it did this week. Um, I expect Rodgers to get back on it. Maybe not as explosive as he was the Raiders and Chiefs game, but uh, I do expect him to get back to playing normal. I expect us to get the ball in Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams' hands more. That was a big problem on Sunday against the Chargers. Aaron Jones touched the ball nine times. That can't happen. That gives us PTSD from whenever McCarthy was still here. You know, best player on the team. Don't give him the ball. He's not actually the best player on the team. Devontae Adams is in my opinion. But Aaron Jones is crazy good and we have to get him the ball more than nine times. We've seen this season what he can do with it. So uh I, I do think the offense gets back to what we were doing earlier in the season. I think Devontae's gonna start getting more into stride with the offense and uh I, I think we'll start playing better. The next week, uh, week eleven we have a bye. That'll be great because we'll have time to get healthy. We'll have time to get back on track. And we're already pretty healthy right now. I know uh in the past few years Packers fans have always thought we're the most injured team in the NFL. While that's not true, it has felt like it. And uh this year we're pretty healthy right now. Uh I think four maybe six players were inactive on Sunday, but uh they were healthy scratches. Uh they could have been they could have played if they absolutely needed to. Um uh, I think that going into this week, I haven't seen the injury report yet, but I think going into this week we're going to be fairly healthy again. I know Kevin King was on limited snaps last week, but uh, he was still healthy enough to play. I expect him to play again Sunday. Um, so go, if as long as we can get out of the Panthers week this week healthy, I think that will be great for us because we'll go into the bye week healthy and we have another week to rest up, and then we'll have two weeks – to plan for our week 12 opponent the San Francisco 49ers and I know the NFL buzz right now is all around them they're the only undefeated team left and I I'm just going to be honest I don't think they're as good as their record shows I don't think they've played really any competition I think their next 5 6 games are going to be a struggle for them at the least. I, I don't think they finish with any less than three losses, uh, which is still good, but it definitely gives the Packers a chance to go for that uh, one or two seed. Uh, they I know they have to play the Seahawks next. They have to play the Packers. They have to play the Saints. So their schedule is definitely tougher than it has been early in the season, and that was the knock on the Patriots too. The Patriots were getting talked about for their Uh, Strength of schedule was very easy, and then they played Baltimore, and look what happened. Baltimore ran all over them 37-20. While I'm not advocating that the Patriots are bad by any means, I definitely think the Patriots are really good, and I don't want to see them in the Super Bowl. Actually, I kind of do. I do want to see a Rodgers-Brady Super Bowl. I think everybody does, kind of how we never got to see LeBron and Kobe. The, they always missed out on it and that's how Rodgers and Brady have been. I don't want I don't want that to happen. I'd love to see Rodgers and Brady, but that doesn't make me any less scared. I I would be scared of the Patriots going to the Super Bowl. I'd be scared of Brady. I'd be scared of Belichick. Um anyway to get off my soapbox. I don't I don't think the 49ers are as good as their eight no. I think they're gonna lose games to the Seahawks, Packers and Saints coming up. At least two of those games I think they'll lose. Uh that'll give the Packers and the Saints both a shot at the one seed. Uh, obviously we hope it's us as the Packers, but, uh, I really do not want it to end up being the one seed 49ers, two seed Saints, three seed Packers, because that'll make, that'll end up being where the Packers will play the Saints, uh, before the NFC championship. And that is the worst case scenario. Uh, if anything, we want to see Breeze in the NFC championship and really, really Hopefully, I hope we get that game at home because you definitely do not want to go down to New Orleans and play Breeze in an NFC Championship. Uh, Yeah, I I would love to see that game. I would love to see us get the one seed and be able to play Breeze at home in the NFC Championship. So, ideally, we'd want the 49ers to lose at least these three games, the Seahawks, Saints, and Packers, and the Packers basically went out maybe lose one more and hope for the saints to win one or lose two one or two games because the saints right now are still sitting at one loss looking amazing they won five straight with teddy bridgewater and breeze is back so the saints are looking just as strong they look like a team angry and hungry about last season uh how their season ended the past two years really with the minnesota miracle with Stephon diggs and then we all know what happened last year in the playoffs where they changed the whole pass interference outlook of the NFL. We all know what happened there. So the saints look hungry. They look good. They look, their defense looks great. Obviously breeze is good. Camara is good. That team is going to be hard to stop. Uh, So hopefully they lose a couple games, maybe a trap game or something. I don't know. Uh, Moving forward though, We'll have the Giants and the Redskins the next two weeks and I don't I don't wanna speak as if, you know, being overconfident or whatever, but those should be wins. We should beat both of those teams. They're not very good teams. I know the Giants have Saquon Barkley, but that's really all they have. Their defense is terrible. Daniel Jones came in that one half of the first game he played and everybody was calling him Danny Dimes he's not very good either he hasn't shown to be very good their receivers aren't very good now Elvin Ingram their tight end is very good and the Packers have struggled with tight ends but I really think that we can overcome Saquon and Elvin Ingram and we should we should handily beat them I would be upset if we didn't win that game by at least two scores Um, the Redskins the same way they can't even figure out their quarterback right now they're Changing between their starting quarterbacks every week, they have really. Besides last game, Htry and Peterson went off for like fourteen and a hundred eight. Besides that, they really haven't been able to do anything on offense. Their bright side of offense has been Terry McLaurin; he he's done awesome as a rookie. Um, but other than that, the Redskins aren't looking very good either. We should come out of there with a win versus the Forty Nine ers, versus the Giants and the Redskins. Uh, then we'll come back. We'll play the Bears at home. Uh, the This game will be important because, like I said earlier, I don't think the Bears' offense is that good. I'm not really that worried about the Bears competing in the NFC North, but they are still a really good defensive football team. And And when I say really good, I mean, if you don't watch Bears football other than when they play the Packers, they are a very good defense uh, lately, they've been giving up a little on the ground because Akeem Hicks was put on IR and he hasn't been playing. But uh, I definitely do think that they they're it's not going to be an easy win, even though it's going to be in Lambeau. Um, they're going to play good defense. It'll be probably be a low scoring game. I I expect us to win the game because they just can't get anything on offense. I think we would really have to crap the bed to let them score more points than us. Um, so I, I I expect a win there. Now this one's where it gets tough. We'll play Minnesota again, and that'll be week 16. And Minnesota's going to be tough. Minnesota's a tough football team. Uh, it really depends on if Kirk Cousins decides to show up because week two against us, he was he played his worst game in the NFL he's played. It was terrible. We ate him alive. He couldn't do anything. His his passer rating was terrible. He couldn't complete passes. Um, he, it was just a terrible game in general. Uh, but then he picked it up. He had a great October. Those four games, he was dominating. Uh, given the opponents weren't very good, he played the Chiefs last last Sunday and wasn't very good again. Uh, Kirk Cousins is inconsistent. That's the thing I like about him. I'm glad they gave him all that money. I hope they give him another contract probably won't if they're smart but it would be great if they did. I, uh right now I'm really happy with the other quarterbacks in the NFC North. I think the Bears should resign Trubisky. I think the Lions should re sign Stafford and uh Vikings should, you know, keep going with Kirk Cousins. It, I I really appreciate that. Um so that that'll be the toughest game we have left besides the 49ers, I think. Uh, and the Panthers, the Panthers are going to be tough too, but Minnesota is going to give us some trouble. I would not be surprised if we lost that game. I think it's in Minnesota. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost that going into week 16. Um, I hope not, but uh, I could see it happening. They're they're tough, uh, especially if our defense keeps going the way it is. They'll have Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen will probably be healthy by then. Uh, Dalvin Cook's been on a tear this season, and if our defense stays like it is right now, they're going to give us all kinds of problems. They are that Stephon Diggs had the big play against us. Dalvin Cook had the seventy-five yard touchdown against us in week two. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to straighten things up. But I, I could see Minnesota beating us. Uh, it being in Minnesota, definitely. Uh, week seventeen will be against the Lions. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm not really worried about the Lions. Uh, Lions, uh, like I said, they were trading away players. on Johnson went on IR they even rumored trading Darius Slay. And if they're going to trade Darius Slay or even thought about it, you know, they're in rebuild mode. They're in teardown mode. Uh Um, They might, because it's the last week of the season, come out and play hard. But I don't think if the Packers get down to it, and it's the Saints, 49ers, and Packers, the top three seeds, and we're fighting for a first-round bye or the one seed at that time, we're definitely not going to rest anybody, and we're going to try to win the game. I don't think we'll let the Lions come in and just shock us if it's that desperate because the Saints aren't looking like they're losing many more and we're already at two losses, so I we can't lose a game to the Lions like that. That's why I said we got to beat the Giants, we got to beat the Redskins, we got to beat the Bears, we got to beat the Lions. Those are the gimme games. They're not going to be easy per se, but we got to win the games we're supposed to win. If we can win the games we're supposed to win, we can in we can win the division with four losses. That's that's basically how I see it, and that will almost guarantee at least a three seed. I'd love to get one or two seed, but that'll guarantee at least a three seed. Um. So basically, looking over the schedule, I think this is just my predictions. Um, what I think will happen. I definitely the Panthers are going to be a tough game, and coming off a loss, the last loss we came off was the Eagles, and they beat us, and we came off, and we just came in and kicked the Cowboys' butts. I mean that we we really rebounded off that loss good. We came we went up at one point thirty one to three on the Cowboys. Um, I, I would love to see us come out and do that to the Panthers, but honestly. I don't I don't see us doing that. I see the defense struggling again. I think we're really going to have to reevaluate ourselves in the bye week. I, I see the Panthers coming in and beating us and McCaffrey having a big day. Uh, obviously, I don't want that to happen, but I see that happening. Kyle Allen's been on a tear, but I don't even think it'll take his arm to beat us. I think McCaffrey will do a lot of work. I think he'll have 150, 175 scrimmage yards, a couple touchdowns. He's going to continue his MVP run. And uh, I, I do see the Panthers beating us, so that'll leave us sitting at 7-3 and three going into the bye. Coming back, with two weeks to plan for the 49ers, and like I talked about, not I don't think the 49ers are as tough as they've been showing. Uh, I think with the two weeks to prepare, uh, I know it'll be in San Francisco, but I, I think that Pettin and Lafleur will have us ready for them. I think that uh, we'll be ready for Bosa coming off the edge. Um I think it'll be a close game. I think we'll end up winning it maybe 27 24 or 30 24, something like that. I think we'll win that game. And uh, I don't think it'll be the 49ers' first loss. I think they'll actually lose to the Seahawks next Monday. Um, they they play the Seahawks next Monday, and I, I think that'll be their first loss. Russell Wilson right now has to be the front runner for the MVP him or Christian McCaffrey. Russell Wilson is he's at 22 touchdowns and one interception. He's playing out of his mind, and he's throwing to guys like I mean, Tyler Lockett's, you know, he's hes nothing to shrug your shoulders about, but he's also not that great either. He's Tyler Lockett's a pretty decent receiver. He'd be a wide receiver, too, on a lot of really good teams. Uh, and Russell Wilson's doing that with him, DK Metcalf, uh... I mean he's not he's not working with a whole lot and he's 22 touchdowns and one interception that's amazing and a lot of people overlook Russell Wilson every year uh, I don't i said for the past few years that Russell Wilson's easily a top five quarterback this year he's number one at the moment I'd say Mahomes is two uh, he, they're right there with each other uh, I do think if Russell Wilson continues to play like this he will win the MVP um I think they'll beat the 49ers, and so I, I think we will too. And uh, then I think we should beat the Giants. Um, like I said, it'll be in New York, uh, but I do think we should beat them by at least two scores. Same thing with the Redskins. Redskins will be at home. I really – the spread probably won't be this big, but I, I'm i thinking beat them by at least 17, 21, three scores. It has to be three scores. The Redskins are not good at all. Um, they don't even have a Saquon Barkley like the Giants. I really think we should, if we're if we're as good of a team as we think we are, if we're as great as we think we are this year with Lafleur and with Rodgers and with Adams and Jones and Williams playing great, finally having a better defense than we have in the past. If we're as good as we think we are, the Giants and the Redskins are games we can't just play around with and barely beat. We gotta come in and beat them by multiple scores. We gotta show like the Patriots. The Patriots can't play the Giants and Redskins and barely beat them. I, the Redskins played the Patriots earlier this season, I'm pretty positive, and the Patriots beat them 33 to nothing. That's how you beat a team like the Redskins. You go in and you beat the teams you're supposed to beat handily. You don't make anybody – you don't let people skip Bayless. You don't let Skip Bayless get on TV the next day and say, well, Rodgers could barely beat the Redskins. No, we cannot even let him have that as a topic of conversation. If we're as good as we say we are and as good as we want to be, if we want to make it to the Super Bowl – you can't play that like that and lose to a team like that. You can't even – I don't even want to see us win that game by three or seven. I want to see us win both of those games by two or three scores. Um, going against the Bears at home, I said earlier I don't think it will be that close. Or I do think it will be very close. Um, I think that we, we beat them 10-3 in Chicago last time. Our offense was definitely not as good as it is now. Um, I, I could see that game being like 21-10. 21-7, something like that. I think we can beat them by that much. I don't think their offense will do anything. I think Rodgers will do just enough. Um I think we'll look okay. It'll probably be a sloppy uh a lot of defense in that game. Uh I do I think we'll win that about 21-7, 21-10. Minnesota, that's gonna be a toss-up. Uh obviously we have a lot of weeks before that happens. Uh Minnesota has looked really good at times and really bad at times this season. Um, depending on how that goes, you know, their offense may go stale. It may continue on the track they were in in October. Uh, I, like I said, I think we'll lose that game. I think that it it'll be in Minnesota, and we'll be playing for the division. Depending on how many they lose up to that point, um, I I think we'll get beat that game. I I don't want us to, obviously, but I think they'll come in and they'll. I don't think they'll handily beat us, but it'll be like one of those games where like. You kinda have that feeling in your stomach the whole game that they're just not gonna give up a lead. I think they'll beat us like 28-17, something like that. Um, I hope not, but I, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, then the Lions, week seventeen. I, at that point, we would we would have four losses. We'd be eleven and four, and uh, like I said, we would be fighting for a second or third seed probably at that point. I don't think the Saints will lose that many games. I think the Saints will get that one seed. So we'd essentially be playing with the 49ers for that that second or third seed right there. So I think we'll come in and play the Lions hard. Rodgers will know what's at stake. Uh, Zedarius will know what's at stake. All our leaders, Devontae, they'll know what's at stake, and they'll come in and they'll play a good game against the Lions. I think we'll beat the Lions pretty handily in Week 17. Maybe beat them bad enough to where we can sit Rodgers in the fourth, get him some rest coming to that playoff game. Because if we don't, if we don't get that bye week, we're gonna play a big divisional round. Uh, so, uh, and we all know what happened, you know, in two thousand eleven when we we're fifteen and one played the divisional round against the Giants, the eventual Super Bowl champions, and they just came in and stomped us. we were fifteen and one, had one of the greatest offensive seasons ever, and they came in and stomped us. We were not ready for that, uh, so we need to be prepared. Uh, for teams like that, and uh, we—I mean—to get where we want to go, we're gonna have to win—win win some games. I, I we can't lose five games. We can't. If we—if—if if my predictions are go the way I just said, I—we I, essentially should lose four games. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully we turn around. Hopefully we get better and we start getting in that dominant fashion we were in, and maybe lose. Just these two games that we've already lost, or maybe just three, and uh, that that would be awesome. That would be great, and maybe hope for the Panthers to upset the Saints or something, and uh, the Saints lose two games, and you know, and, and maybe we'll get that one seed. I don't know, but uh, for now, that that's basically uh, all the things for this week's episode of the Lombardi Season podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening to me. What's going on? This is Sean David Grant with Track Stars. You are now listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked.